Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hi there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks. I'm your host. I'm a change and transformation specialist working with retailers and consumer-facing brands to define and deliver complex change programs by getting the organization aligned and driving relentless progress. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to this episode. Today, we're at episode 217, number 217, and we're going to be looking and an often invisible assassin of change, a silent killer, ironically, of transformation. Now, I'm sure you know, if news breaks of an upcoming change or transformation, it can result in plenty of rumours. Gossip can become rife. And what happens very quickly is that the rumours and the truth quickly get muddled up. They get confused. This adds distraction. It adds extra worry, extra anxiety. It divides direction. And it sends people off thinking about or doing the wrong things. And actually, all of this gossip, when you add up the total time spent talking about or listening to the gossip, it adds up quickly and it detracts from the main focus of what you're trying to do, costing a lot in terms of pure labour cost, as well as productivity. So this gossip, this change rumour, is the silent killer that we're going to be investigating today. You're going to be thinking about how can you avoid the rumour mill from distracting your transformation? How can you stop being blown off course by misinformation? But before we do go into it, maybe you're just thinking, well, maybe gossip won't kill the transformation dead? And I agree with you, it's not the gossip itself that kills an initiative. It's the impact that this gossip has, right? The rumours mean that people will not accept the change. It won't stick. And that is what will kill your change or your transformation, right? The show notes for today are over at obandco.uk slash 217. And whilst you're over there, do sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing as well. This is your chance to stay in touch with the ever-evolving world of retail in just five minutes a week. Sign up completely for free over at obandco.uk slash 217. And you'll also find out about more episodes linked to today's topic. So let's dive in to investigate how you can stop gossip and rumours from killing your change or your transformation. Now, I'm sure we've all got experience of hearing things on the grapevine. You know, I heard that dot dot dot. I reckon that dot dot dot. Did you hear? Joe told me that dot dot dot. (laughs) I'm sure we've all heard these little phrases, right? These are the calling cards of gossip, of the rumour mill. And that can go on about any factor of corporate life, of course, but it can be especially damaging to change and transformation initiatives because of what we were talking about just a moment ago. It sends people off 
in different directions. It distracts people. It takes a ton of time and focus away from what you really should be doing. And what the gossip is, is of course going to be related to what the change is, right? We'll get on to why it crops up in just a moment, but, you know, let's imagine there was a reorganisation happening. That was the change. What's the gossip going to be about that? It's going to be about which roles are being affected. How many people are going to be reorganised? Are there going to be redundancies? Is it going to be an extreme fire and rehire strategy? Who's staying? Who's going? Is this just the first round? Why is this happening? Are they looking to get rid of some dead wood? And these can all evolve, as I'm sure you know, into lots of negative thoughts, all which tear down the team and the culture. Oh, who's to blame? Is this about being someone's favourite? It's a choice, them or me, right? All of these things mean that your team culture, in this instance, gets ripped apart. And suddenly, this change, this transformation, whatever it is, maybe it's positive reorganisation, right? Suddenly, you're up against a seriously negative vibe. So why does gossip start? Why does rumour start? First and foremost, it's a lack of information. Often a lack of official, shall we say, corporate communications, which clarify the plans, clarify the details. Often it can be perceived as overly secretive. Oh, they're not telling us the truth, right? The organisation can see this as they, meaning senior management, senior leadership, are not telling us the truth, right? They're not trusting us. And that lack of information is ultimately the cause of rumour. Because what happens with a lack of information? People make assumptions. They fill in the blanks. You may have heard me talking about assumptions like painting a picture, where a lack of information is a missing piece of the picture. So what happens? We decide to fill in the picture in our heads. We fear the unknown. We like to see a finished picture, a finished work of art. So like I say, we fill it in, in our own heads, based on the information that we have available. The more information is missing, who knows what that picture is going to be, right? So with the lack of information, people make assumptions. And then you have the proverbial Chinese whisper effect. Different people making assumptions separately and then talking, trying to piece things together and make sense of it all. This adds a load of worry, a load of stress. And you start to hear more tidbits of information. Some truth and some are false. Some are the assumptions of other people. And then what also happens is people tend to connect that bit of news to adjacent but unconnected news. So maybe it's another piece of company information. Maybe it's insight about what a particular competitor is doing in the market. Or maybe it's another completely unrelated piece of mainstream news. We look at that adjacent but unconnected news story and we look at our own understanding of this change and we say, oh, they must be the same or they must be connected, right? You know, oh, there's a news article about the number of store closures. Ah, that's what this reorganisation must be about. No, they're completely disconnected, right? That's how rumours can start. Another factor 
that leads to rumours is what I would call stirring the pot, right? Some people like to be seen as influential. They like to be seen as in the know. Knowledge gives power, right? And at the same time, you have people sharing their past experiences and making the same assumptions, you know, oh, when I was at this company, this happened, right? And between these two aspects, by becoming the source of information, you earn respect, right? People listen to you. You have organizational power. So there is this natural aspect of community, really. It's nothing to do with change here. Community aspect of stirring the pot. And then you couple all of this together with the fact that people are going through this emotional cycle of change. And this emotional cycle of change, you may have come across it before, if you think of it as a chart, plotting, should we say, mood against time. You start off in the status quo. You are not aware of the change. And then the first bit of news about the change breaks and you have a wobble. There tends to be a little bit of uninformed optimism right at the start. Positive mood. Oh, it won't be that bad. But it can flip. It's quite volatile. And then quickly moves into informed pessimism, where negative feelings start coming out. Denial. Confusion. Anger. Sorrow. And eventually you find yourself right at the bottom in the negative mood zone, in what can be called the pit of despair, where maybe you're feeling, ah, this will never end. I'm going to give up. And there in the pit of despair, there becomes this important pivot point. Either you do give up and that's the end of the story. You end in the negative mood zone or you start to look upwards and there becomes this hopeful realism. I understand how this is going to play out. And then ultimately, you bring yourself back up to positive mood with informed optimism, acceptance of the change, familiarity and even love of the new situation. So I'm sure you've come across this emotional cycle of change before. But when you think about all of these different aspects that we've spoken about, the lack of information, assumptions, Chinese whispers, people stirring the pot, and you layer that onto all of these different emotions that we're feeling, anger, confusion, anxiety, despair, you know, and bear in mind, everyone goes through this cycle of change at a different pace, right? So some people are going to be feeling positive whilst others are negative. And that means that this rumour mill can really get powering. It can get motoring and can get out of control as well, right? And if you've not come across the emotional cycle of change before, then head over to the show notes at obandco.uk slash 217. And I've got a picture there which will help you understand it in a lot more detail. So let's start to think, what can we do to avoid the gossip, the rumour mill from taking over? How can we prevent this silent killer attacking our change or transformation initiative? Here are six ways that you can target it. Firstly, you really need to start planning out your change management strategy right from the off. You know, think about the emotional cycle of change, as we were talking about just now. How are you going to guide people through each stage? How are you going to build awareness among your change champions that are helping you of 
this cycle of change? How can you identify the different emotions? How can you prompt people onto the next stage with a recognition that you do need to drive people into the pit of despair, unfortunately, (laughs) because otherwise you end up in this world of denial and people never truly go through that cycle of change. And that is going to come out at some stage sooner or later. Think about the fantastic conversation that I had with Simon Costigan back in episode 213 called Effective Change is About People. We were talking about the importance of having a period of transition, mourning the old ways, essentially. And so build all of this into your change management strategy. How are you going to get people to adopt the change? That's going to be the first and foremost piece of avoiding gossip. And hand in hand with that, you also need to work very clearly on your communication strategy. Now, the root of rumour, as we were talking about, is the lack of information. So your communication strategy is your best defence against that particular challenge. Communicate early and often. Use multiple platforms to ensure that the communication can reach all areas of the organisation. Keep consistent messaging. Keep simple messaging. Ensure that communication also exists to adjoining parts of the organisation as well, to avoid more misinformation and worry slipping in, like I say, across the organisation. You don't want one department being affected and another department thinking, oh, is it going to be us next? You know, and then suddenly the rumour mill starts, right? Also consider how you can open up two-way communication. And I'm really reminded about the great episode with Lucy Eckley. That was episode 209, where we were talking about powerful change communication and the recognition that you should aim for a two-way exchange of information, not just a one-way broadcast, right? The third suggestion which fits into your communication strategy is to be honestly sharing the reasons for change and the impact. Now, the reasons for change are going to target the causes of worry around this great unknown future, right? That begins to explain it so that people can understand. Now, not everyone is going to be bothered by the reasons for change, but some people will find that comforting. Also include the impact as well, even if it's negative, right? You can't shy away from this. You can't pretend that there is no negative impact because people's minds will race ahead here if you don't tackle this head on. Rumours will quickly generate. So you need to plan out these aspects as part of your communication strategy. And ultimately, the most important thing to recognise here is that the honesty earns trust among the employees, the affected people, especially if you are sharing the uncomfortable truth. You recognise the impact, right? But at the same time, there is a fine line. There is an aspect of being too open or sharing too much information. And if people aren't ready to listen, they're going to ignore this. And if people do ignore this, when they're completing their picture, what they ignore is a blank piece, right? So they get to fill in that part with their own head, their own picture. So it is a fine line, but you need to think carefully about how you can honestly share, like I say, the reasons for change and the impact. The fourth tactic to help avoid rumour is to anticipate 
what concerns people may have about the change and ensure this is then built back into your communication plan, your communication strategy. Maybe it forms a key message. Maybe it fits into an FAQ or another piece of communication that you put out. But really here, you want to critique this comms strategy. Where are there gaps? What could people read into this? Do they have enough information? Do they have too much information? And think about how you can anticipate the concerns. But again, it's a careful balance of second guessing people though. And this kind of leads us to think about actually avoiding the rumour mill is a challenge. You can never completely eliminate the rumour mill, in my opinion, but you can do your very best to reduce it. Because lots of different people are experiencing the change, experiencing this emotional cycle, the communication, etc., etc., and every single individual processes it in a different way at a different speed, with a different viewpoint, with different experience points, etc. It's impossible to do this perfectly, right? There will always be things that work and things that don't. But whether it's about sharing your reasons for change, whether it's about anticipating the information gaps, you can do your very best to make it as strong as possible. But you cannot, unfortunately, <laughs> reach this perfect state, in my opinion. So that leads us on to our fifth item, which is then about listening and addressing misinformation. Hearing what people are saying, what people are thinking and responding to concerns or even pursuing the opportunities that you also hear. And the starting point here is to think if you are a senior leader, how are you going to hear? How are you going to listen? How are you going to know if rumours exist? You want to be having conversations. You want to make yourself available for questions, whether that's in a formal or informal setting. You want to be approachable so people feel comfortable telling you what's on their mind. A heavy reminder about the episode with Lucy Eckley, once again, about that two-way exchange of information, two-way communication. And part of that is listening. Now, in an industry like retail, this can be especially difficult with regard to having a large dispersed workforce where perhaps the change initiative may be affecting people across multiple sites, across different teams, across different levels of the organisational hierarchy, across different cultures, in different countries, even people speaking different languages. So being able to listen to these rumours is an important part of being able to address it, right? From hearing all of the different bits of rumour and gossip, you want to be able to track and communicate these to the team so that people know what rumours there are, what exists, and more importantly, what is the definitive truth? How can you separate out the fiction from the fact? Another important element within this is also avoiding rumours spreading and turning into more concerns too. This could, at the most extreme case, start a completely false emotional cycle of change where people are worried about a change that literally doesn't exist. So once you've listened, you want to then be able to respond clearly with a reasonable action plan 
and also identify opportunities or ideas that you've also heard to help improve things in the short term, before the change, or in the long term, after the change. So that's our fifth tactic to avoid rumour and gossip killing our transformation. Listen and address the misinformation. And then the final aspect to consider here is that you must accept gossip will happen. You must accept the rumour mill will occur. It can be natural to think, right, we must stop people talking or communicating. Of course, when you say it like that, though, it sounds absurd, right? But becoming accepting of gossip can be an important way to help people through the emotional cycle of change. It can help the team bond. It can help people support each other. It can help actually reinforce a strong commitment to the change. And the challenge for you to consider is how can you get the proverbial rumour mill working positively on fact? How can you think about having change promoters and change detractors? Like having an MPS for change, right? Net promoter score. You know, how can you get more promoters? How can your promoters help you to actively promote the change with truth? And equally, how can you minimise the impact of the detractors by informing people correctly to alleviate the concerns, but with a recognition that this is not a witch hunt? You are not looking to single people out here as, Ugh, you are a detractor, I must sort you out, right? <laughs> even if that does feel like a great strategy at the time, right? <laughs> but if you accept that the gossip will happen and you let that proliferate with the truth, that can actually help people through that emotional cycle of change. So there are six ways that you can stop rumours and gossip from killing your transformation. I'd love to hear from you. Do you have other ways that you like to turn to? to make sure that your transformation and change is adopted successfully, do feel free to reach out oliver.banks at obandco.uk or message me on LinkedIn, of course, as well. Now, before we wrap this one up, I wanted to give you a few episodes to listen to next. We've mentioned a couple of them in the conversation so far today. Those are episodes 213, with Simon Costigan exploring effective change being about people. And then also in episode 209, comms expert Lucy Eckley joined to talk about powerful change communication. And then another episode you might enjoy is episode 57 with Steph Tranter as we were talking about building your emotional resilience. And that's a two-parter, so look out for episode 58 as well. I'm going to put another couple of resources on the show notes for you today at obandco.uk slash 217. And do remember to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing whilst you're over there for a quick five-minute digest of how the industry is evolving. Thanks so much for tuning in today, and I wish you good luck in your bid to turn the gossip positive turn the rumour mill into the truth. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to joining you on another episode of the Retail Transformation Show very, very soon. Bye for now.